Hey Lens one and all, welcome, welcome, welcome to season 4 of your favorite podcast, Godfidence. I'm your host, Matthew Williams, Will Inspires. The season's theme is approaching God with confidence because he is my, and this week we're going to be discussing God as our lover. Yes, you heard right, our lover, with our amazing guest, Miss Dana Stewart, an intercessory missionary at the Jamaica House of Prayer. So let's just get comfortable and absorb the rich insights she has to share. You won't be disappointed. Can we begin with pep talk? Let's go right into the Thank you for joining me this week on Godfidence. As we discuss God as our lover, I really want us to fully embrace that God wants a love relationship with us. Yes, the powerful creator of the universe wants to capture our hearts. And the Bible says that, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And God is love, it's just, it's just his nature. The Bible says God is love, he can't, can't turn from that he wants to love us he wants to love on us and we should too just like David David was one who chased after God's heart the Bible says and God calls him a man after my own heart he understood that he needed to thirst and to long after God and so should we as a young man marries a young woman so will your builder who is God marry you as a groom rejoices over his bride, so will your God rejoice over you. That's Isaiah 62 verse 5. So I pray that this will be a blessing to you. And we shall all come into that understanding that God wants to love on us. And love us right. So today we have with us Dana Stewart. Hi Dana. <laughs> so Dana, tell me about yourself a bit. We might start you but tell me a little more. Okay, so I'm currently at the Jamaica House of Prayer. Well, was, but my contract ended, so I was an intercessory missionary. Um, yeah. But I've been asked to renew my contract, so I might as well say I am an intercessory missionary at Jamaica House of Prayer. Oh, um, I love the Lord, Matthew. Um, yes, I know. I love the Lord's people. I'm very passionate about serving, giving, loving. Just the the call upon my life is a, is, is a call to everybody, but it's a, I recognize that call is just a ministry of experiencing God's love and out of, out of the experiences and encounters of God's love. I am very passionate about poetry, so I write a lot. Um, I love, absolutely love to pray. Um, I really enjoy coming into a deepening revelation of God's love as well. So it's I make it my duty to search, actually do what the scripture says in searching out the depths of God's love, um, which is endless. And that's a bit about me right there. So yeah, we're going to talk about really seeing God as our lover. Lover, yes. Yes. And just that whole love relationship. In, how did you reach that point of really acknowledging 
God. Does love. I feel like I was really curious about the height of God and why I peep shipping him. Literally, I was that curious girl trying to understand why Christians um, do what they do, um, why they sing the way they sing and feel the way they feel. I wanted to come into that revelation. I believe that out of that wellspring of curiosity, um, it also ushered me into a deepening um, desire to search out that aspect of God's heart, His love. Um, And so like my my encounter of God's love marked my entire life. I absolutely, I make it my duty to desire and to to stir to stoke the fire of intimacy to experience his love and i believe that we all have that duty we all have that call and that responsibility to search out the wellsprings of god's love and so god's love marked my life um in such a way where i was completely transformed matthew it was so heavy and so intense like like everywhere i went whoever i spoke to it just it 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 rested on them and so that just takes me back to you know god's love is so powerful it's who he is and it's the epitome of his character that out of the wellsprings of experiencing his love we are able to even love others and so putting the first command first and then the second one came into effect when I experienced the wellsprings of God's love in order to minister to others out of that revelation. And so my testimony is twofold. I encountered God's love, beautiful, marked me, changed my life, tears, heavenly visions. It was mighty. God's love is real. And so the, 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 the other aspect of it was that I was able to actually minister to people, actually relate to people in that way and actually pass on that knowledge and that revelation so i make it my duty to always 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 tenderize my heart before my lover and the reason why sometimes we and i feel like in in christianity there's this idea where calling god our lover is a bit odd it's awkward but it's actually not it's it's stoking intimacy it's going there it's wanting and desiring to actually experience his love calling god lover is should be the standard it should be the norm and it shouldn't be odd or awkward and so there's this thing that i learned while being at j-hop it's called the bridal paradigm and of course it, it references songs of solomon and it talks about our beloved and him coming to us and searching for us and then there's this so, so when you read songs of solomon there's just this hide and seek game thingy happening oh where's my beloved and and her beloved is opening the doorknob and coming on to her and all that stuff and it's just that that experience of what god desires from us he desires for us to pursue him and he's hotly pursuing us and so recognizing him as lover shouldn't be far-fetched and unfortunately it is because we've not been renewed in the knowledge of his love and his affections for us and his emotions god actually feels and he desires for us to come into those emotions and the affections that he has for us and so when i look at that term lover it encapsulates and holds everything that god is was and will be in the end 
loved. He he's and he's looking for lovers. He's a lover looking for a lover, looking for a bride. And so it should be the norm, and it should be um, it should it shouldn't be uneasy for us to relate to God in that way. Yeah, and that's definitely true because persons would actually look at it. Oh, calling God my lover. Yeah, my lover. But he really he says it plainly out there <laughs> all the time that he loves us before you even first love him, right? So it's he has always said it throughout the word that he's telling us to love him, love the Lord your God with all your heart. So yes. So he loves us that much. The same. Right. It affected the relationship with with God. So how now contrasting before you made that whole nice revelation and understanding and that gained that mm-hmm. insight. What has now happened? How do you really approach him? How I approach him currently is there's this there's this humbling in my own heart. Um and recognizing my own brokenness and my lack thereof of love and even as i'm growing but it's just i'm being we're all being perfected in love and mature in that regard and so when i go before him now as lover it's just like i um i'm not feeling like your lover today and i actually don't want to come to you but because I'm aware of your love for me, I'm going to rest in that. So sometimes our love is shaky for God, you know, and if, mm-hmm. we find it hard to relate to him. But then if we can put ourselves, our hearts in That's the true. in the well in, in the outpouring of his love for us, we would not actually hesitate to go before him. And so like in my brokenness and in my lack and in my insecurity and the emotions that I feel. Um, when when relating to God as love, it's just that I I'm aware of the weak love that I have. But then again, I'm looking to Him to lavish His love love upon me. And so there's this verse in Romans where it talks about the love of God being shed in our hearts. Um, and I, when I read that, it's just that going before and coming into the experience of Him as lover and allowing Him to to love me. We, and we actually need to allow God to love us, allow for him to speak speak to us, allow for him to be affectionate, allow for him to be emotional. And so like when I read the word, along with my brokenness, along with my lack and my inefficiencies, it's just like always there's always this encounter where it humbles me and, and God just like quiets me. So there's this thing in Zephaniah where it talks about God quieting us with his love. And so that's not what... I am experiencing, you know, just growing in the growing in the knowledge of love. I'm experiencing being quieted in my soul as I relate to God as love. Like He quiets and calms me with His love in such a way where I become and grow in confidence in the love of the love of God and Him being my lover. Yeah, it's just so beautiful that we have that because. I like how you put it of actually looking not just looking at ourselves loving on him but to really step into it and understand that he's loving on us first right and so we have no right. no fear to come before him and even when we're short on that love we have the assurance that he cannot be and will never be short on that love so we have that 
full Absolutely not. Right. That really rocks it. Because in romance, it really tells us that nothing can separate us from his love. Nothing. Nothing. Not, 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 not our fears, not our, our emotional inadequacy, or, or not even our, our loss, not yeah. even our, our grief or pain can separate us from the the, the, the the sharpness and the the fires of his love. Nothing, absolutely nothing can do that. He's loving on us, we're loving on him, then it's yeah. so that exchange. And so and so and so the, the term lover should be should be natural because it's always yeah. an exchange and we're going before God. Yeah. We're allowing him to love us and we're loving him out of out of the love that he's given giving yeah. giving us. It's so beautiful. A beautiful exchange. It's way closer than human love can be. Right. And you know, and you know, marriage, I think all right, this is this is a this is a thought I'm working on, but I'm going to say it. Yeah. I believe that we look to marriage as definitely as an example of mm-hmm. you know, God's love for the church. And just upholding that standard but i really believe that there is significance in also making it become natural making it become permissible evil making it become something that is steady in our hearts to know that marriage is just like we need to get that marriage is just like a puny example of god's expressing his love to us his children um it's a it's a beautiful honorable thing but it's it's small in relation to us actually knowing that it's he's using that as an example to actually show us that he's our lover and that he's jealous of us and that the institution of marriage would no longer be something that we idolize necessarily but something that we we desire we desire it but knowing we desire it because we know that in desiring it, we are desiring to experience God as lover. And so we want to look at the relation of spouses and just the intimacy that they share. I believe that marriage is just uh, an, an, an honorable example of how God desires to lavish his love on us, how he desires to be intimate with our inward parts. To be intimate, to, so intimate that we would come into experiencing the wellsprings of his love. And even with talking about love, love is not just that a feeling alone, but it's that commitment. Because I, I yes, mentioned here now, right. Deuteronomy 7 9, it says that, For know therefore that the Lord your God is God, He's the faithful God, keeping His covenant of love. So a thousand generations of those who love mm. this commandment, mm. that covenant, that whole covenant, that love is not just about the feelings, but it is a full covenant that it commitment with, covenant that, that commitment that it is there to know that he make making that commitment that he will still love us right after what and that the affection that he has for us will not stop. Right, right. And you know, in marriage, it, it might two persons say that it might stop, and they will mm-hmm. all say you just need to rekindle that love. But knowing that God says that His love is unfailing, 
So there's no unfailing feeling for him. It's just there, consistent, because that's him. That's who he is. Love. Mm-hmm. And speaking about love being a covenant, you just look at the example of yeah. God's covenanted love to David, for example. Yeah. And we know David. Just, we know his shortcomings. We know where you know where he struggles. And just like that constant pursuit of God, God covenanted that my love will not depart from you. Mm. My love will not depart from you, David. You are covenanted to me. I am committed to you. I am faithful to you. And just God saying that is the same thing for us in Christ. That covenant love, that committed love, that ferocious love that does not fail. He does not fail in his expressing of that covenant or reminding actually of that covenant so that when we feel the need to stray or we feel like we are not worthy of it he's actually drawing us back to remembering the covenant of his love just like he did to the children of israel he's he was drawing them to remember him as lover like don't you remember like Listen, I'm your first love kind of thing. I'm your lover. I'm the one who desires you more than all these. Like, I'm the one who desires you and loves you. I'm your lover. And so there's a constant covenanted pursuit of God reminding us, love me because I'm your lover. Love me with all your heart. And so and so the, the command that we oftentimes find burdensome, mm. the first command, loving the Lord with all our hearts, with all our minds, all our strength, our soul. It's burdensome because we haven't come into the knowledge of how meek and quiet and calm his love is. We think it's harsh. And so he constantly has to remind us of what his love is not in telling us that this is who I am. I'm lover. I'm faithful to you. Yes, you are your mind so that the relationship i even looking at a relationship with god and israel now just that they did not understand why god would even i'm sure that they didn't understand like why god god would do some crazy signs and wonders among them and then they're still unfaithful so we can learn from them that it's not necessarily in seeing his power and his might it's yeah. knowing him god wants to be known it's not seeing him send fire from heaven or opening up the earth or sending floods his love encapsulates all of that he wants us to be able to relate to him as lover in that yeah. regard the experiencing his love and just seeing what he had and knowing that, it right because i knowing it. i think that's what happened with the church of israel when that the bible actually says that that Moses knew the ways of God where the children right. knew his words. So because yes. Moses had that yes, love yes, relationship Matthew. with him, mm-hmm. then it was more than just him yeah. as God and yes. then just seeing the works of his hands, seeing that oh he provides. Yes. He does he does miracles. But Moses knew mm-hmm. my God is my friend. And he loves me. Right. So he provides. Yes. 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 And just like 
in saying that Moses knew his ways and the children of Israel were only aware of his works. Yeah. It brings me back to, you know, when Jesus did a, that showed the loaves and the fish. Yeah. And then there are some remaining, like some pe- people were following him because of that. <laughs> and he yeah. said to them, let me find it. He said to them, why, like, why are you, fo- are you following me to, for, for the food that I, I gave you? You need, and he's, and, he, and he's just like, don't you see that I am the bread of life? In other words, like, well, don't you see that I am your lover kind of thing? I'm to be desired. No, it's not the food, it's not the, the works or the, the food that you see around it's it's actually me that you desire and I, and I actually desire you and so he he cons Jesus in his ministry constantly makes these remarks where yeah you know what believe me for the very works sakes yes believe me for the very works I do but I actually want you to know me and so he always yokes himself to physical examples that we have in life i'm the bread i'm the bread of life i'm i'm the water things that we need yeah things that will sustain us he always identifies right always identifies himself in that way all because he wants to relay that listen i'm all you need essentially i am your lover right this is so beautiful to really look at it because just looking at it now it's because i never looked at it this way before like <laughs> him saying eat from me like desire me just like yes actually say name. love that me i want you to love me when he says like, eat from me like he's giving right. up and saying you really come take take every anything you eat. want from me yeah. mm. and I feel like the challenge that we face sometimes is we don't know how to actually take and eat. So the buffet is there and we are veiled because of what we have known to be satisfying in the world or to be fulfilling, which isn't necessarily the case because yeah. we're always thirsty. But he says, if you come to me and you and you eat and you drink, you will never be hungry again. And you'll never be thirsty again. The principle in that is that Lord is teaching us: come to me and co- and let me completely satisfy you. And I have learned that very early in my walk um, as a Christian, that in going back and relating to God as lover, as lover, as lover, really kept me on my journey, on my walk. I needed Him to love me, and I needed to love Him. Yeah. And so our focus and our attention should be completely on not only like you said earlier experiencing it and feeling it but in knowing the promises of his love and being covenanted to that and yoking yoking ourselves to his love and just as just as all he desires to be yoked to us so that we can experience the 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 rest that he gives he desires to be one and intimate with us um, in such a way where we are relating to him easily as lover. God's love was the reason that I 
could love. And it was the reason that I stood in the fires of adversity. I didn't have to scream because his love quieted me. It was a light in the dark and it was the blissful wind in the heat of the day. God's love was the reason that I became yoked to peace and understood mercy and dived in the springs of grace. Where my heart was failing and my limbs were weak because of my constant fears, his love quieted me and led me out by green pastures and still waters and still here I am in the garden. Here I am still swinging, swinging, swinging in his love. I see him dancing, dancing wildly around me and singing songs of love, songs of deliverance. I see him dancing and his feet are steady, which means he's yoked to me, he's committed to me. He's, he will stay, he'll never leave. That's his love. And even if I fall, there are his everlasting arms of love to hold me up and to lift me up still. And even if I am bleeding, I'm filled with wounds. See the balm of his love coming to cover and to heal every wound. I am because of love. I will be because of love. I was because of love. And I am forever because of love. So that's a poem I wanted to share. So I want to encourage Anybody who's feeling, I think I'm going, I'm going to go down this road. Anybody who's feeling unworthy, they don't feel like they deserve God's love. Um, you don't have to do anything at all to deserve God's love. He just pours it out willingly. And all he asks is that you open up your heart in receiving that. And just as he did for me, and I pray even in a greater measure, always i pray that the lord will do so for those who feel like they're lost who feels like they're beyond repair in their brokenness who feels like they cannot see the light i pray that the lord would resurrect such a one in the beauty of his love and his affections for them and i pray that their hearts will be set on fire just as he or even in a greater way set my heart on fire that their hearts will be set on fire as a reservoir, as well springs that from their bellies, rivers of love will come, will flow. And so Lord, who is listening, don't feel worthy. You don't feel worthy. The Lord is saying, open up your heart and let me in. For now is the time for love to awaken. Um, amen. And thank you again, Daniel, for joining us this week on Godfidence. It was a blessing. Thank you. So thank you again for supporting Godfidence yet another week. We appreciate you. 
awesome, awesome, awesome. To support Godfriends again, wear Godfriends not just for yourselves but for others. You can purchase a shirt with one of our slogans shared here on the podcast. Order your shirt today from Will underscore inspires. That's a Z at the end instead of an S on Instagram. Oh, continue to have a great week, guys. Blessings Unlimited. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Godfidence. It's all within you. I'm looking forward to hearing your questions, your answers to my questions, and your comments. Set your reminders to drop in next week. You might even hear your answer, your question, or your comment being addressed by me, your host, Will Inspires, or a special guest. Please tune in with me every Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Remember, let's not just have confidence, but God. Bless.